With the 21st overall pick, the St. Louis Cardinals selected Arizona outfielder Chase Davis. We're going to talk about the latest first-round pick of the team, plus a look back at the White Sox series where starting pitching was the key. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also join us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. The first round of the MLB draft took place on Sunday night, and there was likely a little more interest in what the Cardinals were doing this year because of how bad the team has been on the field in the first half of the season. You know, everybody kind of wants to know how the people in charge are going to fix this big broken machine that has the Cardinals record at 38-52 and and an 11 and a half games back in the division at the All-Star break, something that I don't think anybody, like anybody on planet Earth, saw coming. Most people considered the Cardinals to be uh, a contender, not only in the division, but for a World Series championship, and it has not worked out. As I mentioned on Friday, the MLB draft, it's not like you know the NFL draft or the NBA draft where your first-round pick normally has a, a major impact on what's going to happen in the immediate future, like that year. You normally have to wait anywhere from two to five years before you see the player even make it to the major league level, if they make it there at all. It's not a guarantee that it ever happens. And coming into the draft, the folks who put together the mock drafts had the Cardinals taking all sorts of people, all sorts of people at number 21. There wasn't like a consensus person that, all right, if that guy's there, that's who they're taking. Like it was all over the board. Most people had them taking a hitter which is ultimately what they went with as well. So at number 21, the Cardinals took Arizona outfielder Chase Davis with their pick. Photo of him right there uh, from the University of Arizona on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube. And um, many believe that this was an excellent choice. I I haven't heard anybody, like anybody, any of the readings that I've done or anything I've seen on TV, anybody complaining about Chase Davis being the selection by the Cardinals. I was watching uh, MLB Network's coverage of this when the pick was made, and Harold Reynolds was uh, was just gushing over the pick, saying that, in his opinion, Davis had the best swing in the entire draft and compared him to former Rockies star outfielder Carlos Gonzalez. And when you look at the footage of their swing side-by-side, side, you can see why. They're very, familiar, very uh, similar in their stance. Their swing, their follow-through all looks uh, pretty identical. Uh, Davis is listed at 6'1", 216 pounds. Cargo, 6'1", 225. Davis wore the number five at Arizona, which was the same number that Gonzalez wore 
and his years with Colorado, all of his best years for, for years. And I found this ironic for years, Cardinals fans drooling over trying to get cargo to St. Louis. And although that never materialized, he had a heck of a career with the Rockies. He was a three-time all-star, two-time silver slugger winner, won a batting title in 2010, three-time gold glove winner. And I think fans will will, will take that <laughs> if that's indeed the type of career that Chase Davis ends up having. So MLB.com's John Denton gave us some background on, um, on Chase Davis and what he's all about. One of the nation's top high school players in 2020 who wasn't selected when the pandemic-affected draft was shortened to five rounds. He became the number 21 selection of the first round by the Cardinals on Sunday night. He's 21 years old. He's five and a half months older then Jordan Walker, which just shows you how young Jordan Walker really is, uh, has turned himself into one of baseball's top prospects with a junior season at the University of Arizona, during which he hit 362 with 21 home runs and 74 RBIs. And, um, you know, people will say this about players who, uh, who come out of Arizona, that Arizona is a very hitter-friendly area. And to, uh, you know, keep that in mind when you see the stats of players who were coming from that area. But apparently the Cardinals have had their eye on him since his high school days. Cardinals assistant GM and director of scouting Randy Flores said this about him. The summer before the 2020-20, the 2020-20, that's a long year, the 2020 high school season, he had a tremendous showcase circuit and was someone we liked. I do remember in 2020 that as a strategy, we wanted to be ready if the industry kind of shied away from the high school base, and Davis was one of those players we tagged. Uh, he added that being said, you can't draft all of them, and we were excited to see his progression at the University of Arizona. More from Flores here. Uh, had a banner junior season this year at Arizona, displaying incredible power while also dramatically improving his plate discipline to become one of the most well-rounded outfielders in the country. He also showed an ability to move very well defensively and possesses a strong throwing arm that we believe will be able to play at any outfield possession. During our evaluations, we learned of his tremendous work ethic and deep love of the game, giving our scouting department confidence that he will develop to become the best player possible. Now, in Denton's story, he also mentions that Davis already has a friendship with the Cardinals' Jordan Walker and top prospect Mason Wynn from their time together in the MLB Develops Breakthrough Series. So that's a bonus that guys who are supposed to be major pillars of your team moving forward actually like this guy. That's good. Uh, I've heard really good things about his personality from different readings and things people have said on, on TV that he's got a lot of life. He's got a lot of energy, which is something um, which is always nice to have on your roster. I, I will never say no to things like that. I, I like to have a, a, a little a little pizzazz in the clubhouse. Um, concerns for him, and I, I saw this from multiple scouts uh, that I was reading uh, th their evaluations of him on. But uh, we're going to go with CardinalNation.com's Blake Newberry and Brian uh, Walton and what they wrote here because they did a really good write-up on Davis. Uh, but they mentioned that Davis has uh, got a lot of movement in his swing. They wrote, generally there are two worries from a practical standpoint with hitters that have a lot of moving parts in their swing. The first is that they may struggle to see the ball well. And the second is that they may struggle to make a lot of contact. Now, Davis made big strides in his contact rate this year, decreased his strikeout rate from 22.8% in 2022 to a much healthier 14.4% in 2023, which is something that a lot of people were bragging about saying, you know, he had a lot of swing and miss in his game uh, the year before, and this year he was able to cut down on that 
and uh, make some corrections and, and was a better hitter because of it. He's not a speed guy, uh, not a lot of stolen bases, but uh, from all accounts, uh, as, as Flores mentioned, he moves just fine in the outfield, uh, is very smooth out there. That shouldn't be an issue. It's not like he's, uh, you know, like Alec Burleson running out there. Sorry, Alec, if, uh, if you take offense to that, but he, he's, he's much better than that. And he's got a plus arm. Uh, a lot of tools here. So it seems like, uh, like it was mentioned, a well-rounded player with plus power. The Cardinals had just one first pick on day one after forfeiting their second round pick when they signed free agent catcher Wilson Contreras away from the Cubs last December as compensation after offering Contreras a qualifying offer. The Cubs were awarded the number 68 pick from the Cardinals. And um, so the Cardinals don't have another pick uh, until uh, they're like round three, I believe. So um, the draft will continue today. Rounds three through 10 will be held today, which is Monday. And then on Tuesday, you'll get 11 through 20. The Cardinals first pick today will be the 90th overall selection. But it, it sounds like he's a good ball player and people seem to like him. You know, it's uh, there, there's not a lot to complain about in his game. So um, being that he's already 21, maybe he moves up through the, uh, the through the system a little bit quicker because he's a little more mature already. So uh, we'll keep an eye on him, see what happens to him next. But um, coming up, we're going to talk about the ups and downs of the White Sox series and um, how impressive the starting pitching was. You haven't gotten to say a lot of that uh, <laughs> this season, but uh, the starting pitching did very, very well this week. And so we'll get into that next on Locked on Cardinals. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing, we're always changing, and you're not the same person you were in college as you are today, more than likely. And, uh, you know, you live, you learn, you make your mistakes, you grow inside and out, and therapy can help with that. It's all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we just don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through with somebody that you trust. And it's always nice to have that somebody there and available. And that's where BetterHelp can benefit you. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are, whether it's a good or a bad place. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, designed to be flexible, because that can be uh, an issue too when you're, when you're seeking out therapy and you're seeking out somebody you want to talk to. You always have to go by their schedule. You're like, oh, so I can squeeze you in in two weeks. Well, that doesn't really help your cause, does it? Uh, BetterHelp doesn't have that issue. Very flexible, suited to your schedule. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. After the All-Star break, the Cardinals are back home this weekend against the Nationals, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. I'll actually be in attendance at the game at Bush Stadium on Saturday. We're celebrating my uh, grandmother's 98th birthday. 98. And we asked her what she wanted to do. She's like, I want to go to the ball game. So beers, hot dogs, grandma going to be a good time on uh, Saturday night at Bush Stadium. So I'll be there. Well, maybe we'll bump into each other. I uh, want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. A reminder that you can always leave comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter anytime you want. Your feedback is always welcome and encouraged. Uh, the series in Chicago was another one of those where looking back, you see how they lost on Friday and you're like, ah, Cardinals could have swept this one, couldn't they? Another bullpen blow up on Friday. It was rough to watch considering the team had jumped out to that five to nothing lead. 
And good teams just don't blow those type of games. You know, good bullpens don't blow five-run leads. And the Cardinals aren't a good team this year. At least they haven't been in the first half. And the bullpen, we know, has been an issue all season. And Friday was just a, just another reminder of the troubles that this team has endured all season long due to what I deem is a lack of urgency or an inability to judge talent by the front office. Uh, they, they made ginormous mistakes coming into the season by overvaluing the people they had in their bullpen and in their starting rotation, and it's cost them. Jordan Montgomery has been outstanding, right? Fantastic. Great numbers. And Friday night, he's cruising, cruising along, and then feels his hammy catch a little bit. And instead of pushing it, they bring him out after four and a third innings, leaves the game. At that point, he had allowed one run on three hits, five strikeouts. Team was leading five to one at the time. And then the bullpen takes over. And it's like gasoline on a fire. It's a disaster. The White Sox sent 17 batters to the plate in the sixth and seventh innings against four St. Louis relievers scoring seven runs. Just just awful. JoJo Romero, one inning, three runs. Two of them earned on two hits. Andre Pallante, just two-thirds of an inning, two runs on two hits. Kyle Leahy just got brought up. Two-thirds of an inning, two runs on two hits, two walks. Not one. Not one. But two blown saves in this game. Cardinals lose it 8-7 to seven despite getting two home runs from Nolan Arenado. And they knocked White Sox A still in cease around for five runs on 11 hits in just six innings. You have to win those games. The team scores seven runs on 16 hits, and they still lose. And I was thinking about this this weekend, especially after that game, where we're starting to see the Cardinals remind me of a Colorado Rockies team who plays at Coors Field, one of the best hitting ballparks in all of baseball, and they put up all this offense, but they still can't win because their pitching stinks. And in this one, it wasn't Montgomery who stunk. It's the bullpen. They come in, and they get nothing done. And normally I'd get really upset about a game like this, but it's something I've just come to expect now. And when the team in the bullpen does do good, I'm pleasantly surprised. And, it, and it's kind of nice to, to watch games. If you expect why, when you're watching, you expect them to screw up and then they don't, you feel so much better about them. Maybe try it. If the, if the blown saves are, are bothering you so much and getting you all this upset, which I see you guys on Twitter losing your minds, maybe you try to watch it the way I do. <laughs> It'll make it easier on you. Uh, the Andre Palante experience in 2023 is not good. It's been awful. Five blown saves now on the year. Leads the club. That's second most in the NL and third most in Major League Baseball. He's had troubles all year. Back to the World Baseball Classic. He struggled there. He struggled with the Cardinals. Gets sent down. Doesn't do great in the minors, but is better. And then he's back up, and he's still not doing all that well. Um, but lack of options. I mean, who are you going to bring up that's doing any better? You bring up Leahy, and he doesn't do any better. So, you're just kind of stuck with these dudes. Uh, still no word on how long Jordan Montgomery will be out since, you know, it's the all-star break. They got plenty of time to, to let him rest and heal up. But that would be a major blow because not only is he your best starting pitcher so far this year, but also one of your biggest trade pieces at the deadline if they decide to move him, considering he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Now, rumors are already swirling about teams who are interested in him. Uh, the Phillies and the Blue Jays are the names that I keep seeing brought up a lot. Um, and Monty didn't seem all that thrilled about the Cardinals' lack of communication before the season started in regard to re-signing him. 
You remember that interview? I can remember it vividly where they asked him about resigning. He's like, well, nobody's talked to me. Nobody's brought it up to me to resign here. So uh, we're going to table it until the end of the year, I guess. And, um, you know, leave it, leave it to Mo and, and the crew to just not approach a six foot six left-hander in his prime with a career ERA under four. Knowing that starting pitching was an issue on this team, knowing that you had all these guys who were going to be free agents and you knew Wainwright was leaving and you knew the younger guys hadn't made that next step yet. And, and, and just not approach him. Like that's just more incompetence in my opinion. Like how do you not even talk to him about it? How does that happen? That's the infuriating part. Like it's just communication. Like it, you, you got the deal done with, with Michaelis. Cause we all could agree at the beginning of the year that it was like Michaelis and Montgomery were the two guys that were probably the safer ones to go ahead and re-sign before the season started uh, as far as the group that was going to be a free agent. You know, um, Flaherty still had to prove he could be healthy. And I can understand why you wait on that one. But they lock up Miles, which I thought was a, was great. I thought that was really smart, in my opinion. And then I thought they were going to go to Monty, and they never did. They just never talked to him, according to him. And now his price is just going up through the roof, and you still have another hole to fill next season if he decides to take another offer in free agency. And you can't really blame the guy for getting everything he wants to get as much money as he can. And the Cardinals just have never shown us that they're willing to outbid everybody else. So it's kind of a mess how they, how they screwed this up too. Uh, Friday was ugly after Monty left, but Saturday and Sunday, the team got more good starting pitching, and one of those performances was a bit unexpected. We're going to talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. If you want to win 100 times your money on Daily Fantasy Baseball, then the Sleeper app should be something you should take a look at. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. And it's become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. It's it's not just um where you're just hitting buttons. It's a community. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to throw up uh some of the photos uh, of what the app looks like when you're when you're going through it. Um, right now, they're offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. You can choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats. You know, stuff we're interested in, like home runs, strikeouts, hits, stolen bases, and a whole lot more. And when you get those picks right, you can win big. So if you're a big fantasy baseball person, which I am, I, I love fantasy baseball. Um, if you're doing that, instead of waiting till the end of the season to get your payout from your league, if you happen to win it, you can make money off of your fantasy baseball knowledge right now. They've got more stat categories to place contests on. You've got built-in group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group picks with the tap of a button. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational over 30 states. I don't know why you wouldn't want to try it. First-time depositors can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code LOCKEDON. 
Swing for the fences with that promo code. It's locked on and sign up today and you'll get a deposit match up to $100 with Sleeper. The All-Star break is here, but when it's done, the Cardinals will be back in action at home against the Washington Nationals on Friday. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, Saturday, the team had Miles Michaelis on the bump and he was in vintage form, man. This is the Michaelis we love to see. When he can avoid that first inning, he's usually pretty darn good, right? And uh, and this one, he's outstanding. He throws seven shutout innings, allows just four hits, strikes out six. Offense does just enough to get the three to nothing win. Jordan Walker hits a home run in this one late. And um, you, you don't really have a lot to complain about uh, on what happened on Saturday. I mean, it was a, it was a good, well-pitched baseball game. And you can see, we, even when the offense doesn't put up seven runs, but you get some good starting pitching, you're going to win ball games. And Michaelis gave him that chance to win. Uh, came out after 95 pitches. I was a little nervous when they pulled him. I was like, oh, no. Do we have to hand it over to the bullpen? Do we have to do this? But they do their job, and everything worked out just fine. Then on Sunday, you had Steven Matz on the mound, a guy who coming into the year, you know, he was supposed to be like your number three or number four guy in the rotation, and it just did not work. You know, he gets banished to the bullpen at the end of May. He was 0-6 with an ERA of 5.72 at the time. But I want to give some credit to Steven Matz, okay? Because Steven Matz, even after the rough start, and then he has to go to the bullpen, you never really heard him whining or complaining about the move. Instead, he's been down there doing his job, doing whatever he can to help this team win ballgames. And he's been staying ready in case an opportunity to start ever came available, became available again. And now that Wainwright's down with an injury, Libertor's struggles have gotten so bad that he's back at Memphis. It made sense to give Steven Matz a, another crack at this rotation after performing well in the bullpen, where he had a 2.81 ERA in eight appearances and 15 strikeouts in 16 innings. So um, why not? Why not? He's a veteran. The team's already record-wise in a bad place. So Let's see if he can bounce back from this. And he absolutely delivers on Sunday, allows just one earned run and only two hits in five and a third inning. And it's too bad the Cardinals defense decided to take the day off on Sunday because Matt's would have been in line to pick up his first win of the season. In fact, he was when he left the game, but the defense and the bullpen lets it down again. Um, in addition to his nine strikeouts, he records five ground ball outs. He looks sharp. He looked dialed in. I, I have nothing but praise for Steven Matz and how he pitched on Sunday. Leaves the game with one out in the sixth inning after throwing 75 pitches. Remember, he's been in the bullpen. He hasn't been throwing 80 and 90 pitches a game anymore. So uh, to get 75 out of him, that's great. But like I said, bullpen didn't do a horrible job, but the shabby defense is really where it decided to rear its ugly head. And again, it's, it's something with this team that every game there's something. There's just something that's got to pop up and suck. And in this one, it was the defense. The defense couldn't keep the Sox from tying it up and eventually taking the lead. They had three fielding errors on Sunday, two pass balls by Contreras, and endured their league-leading 21st blown save of the year. But still, somehow, some way, they stay, they stay in the game. The White Sox don't ever take advantage of it all and pull away. The Cardinals end up tying it up in the ninth inning thanks to a leadoff double by Newt. You get a walk to Arenado. Contreras gets hit by a pitch. And then Alec Burleson has a heck of an at-bat. Puts the ball in play to score that tying run. Extra innings, you get a, a leadoff double by Paul DeYoung, which scores the run. And then JoJo Romero, all of a sudden, he's a huge cog in this bullpen. He locks it down, gets the 4-3 to win. Contreras 
had a rough day behind the plate, but hitting wise, reached base in all four of his at bats. He had the home run, a single walk, got hit by a pitch. And Contreras, go look at his numbers right now. Quietly has got that average up to 240. Remember, it doesn't seem that long ago that he was below 200. He's up to 240, 10 home runs, 36 RBIs on the year. So if we're saying, oh, what's that going to equal out to at the end of the year? 18 to 20 home runs, around 70 RBIs. I mean, that's kind of what you signed up for when you uh, agreed to pay the guy and gave him a five-year contract. So hard to complain about what Contreras has been doing recently, hitting 556 over his last seven games, 396 over his last 15. Perhaps he's just more comfortable. And um, despite the team not winning as many ball games as we would like, the guy is always putting out 110% effort. So uh, kudos to what Contreras has been doing. The Cardinals end up taking two of three, probably should have swept, but after giving away Friday night's game, I feel like they kind of got a gift on Sunday considering all of the defensive problems that they had from the White Sox. So maybe two out of three was the way it was supposed to be, but it's always nice to head into the all-star break on a winning note. They've won two in a row. Still a lot of questions to be answered about the team as we move towards that trade deadline on August 1st, which is now just 21 days away. So we'll see what the Cardinals decide to do. I'm still thinking they're selling. I, I think that's the the smartest thing to do, but uh, we'll keep you um, we'll keep you in the know about uh, all of the latest rumors uh, of what's going on with the Cardinals and the guys they might be trading or who they might be trading for. So uh, when I find out, you'll find out. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for this weekend's games against the Washington Nationals with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. We got the home run derby tonight. Two former Cardinals, Adolis Garcia and Randy Arozarena, set to face each other in round one. So that either can be really fun or really painful to watch as a Cardinals fan, knowing that you had those guys. And now they're not here, and they're showing off at the All-Star game for a different teams. So however you want to choose to, to look at it, um, I enjoy the home run derby. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm going to roll with Pete Alonzo as my winner tonight. He, he just seems like he's built to win these things. He's he's just a thick, you know, the polar bear. Like, I just like him. He's already won two of these. Um, so at MLB.com, I did like their little bracket challenge for the Home Run Derby. I got Pete Alonzo beating Adolis Garcia in the finals. That's what I got. So if you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.